Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the DeGrassCast Next Class. Class. Uh, just want to do a short introduction to just let you know what we're doing here. And what we're doing here is we're making a podcast about Degrassi. This week, my first guest is the very funny and beautiful Michael Fink. And we'll be discussing some of the lead up to season three. And after there, we'll be going episode by episode. <coughs> cast so I hope you enjoy. I did. I just. I briefly want to talk about. I think it's insane that this generation of Degrassi, they're just calling next class, yeah. which I find very hard to articulate those two words like next yeah. to each other. And I want to congratulate you on the title of your podcast, which is Degrassi Cast Class. It's hard to think about, and I think that's. Kind of encompasses like general philosophy of this podcast. Hard to say uh, what the show is about, and really hard to think about. I was like, I was kind of thinking about how I would talk about, you know, how I'm happy to be here, and how I've supported every, you know, bad idea that you've had since 2006. And that's bullshit. Name one other bad idea I've had. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's funny you should say that you're glad to be on because I'm glad that I could have you on to start this awful endeavor. Right. <clears throat> well, I remember in the summer of uh, 20, two, th- 2009, 2008, 10, maybe 10? somewhere around there, somewhere in the they were the playing. Thoughts. There was a new a brand new episode of Degrassi every weekday night of yeah. the summer. That was Degrassi, the boiling point. Which is still, uh, like, one of the most insane things I've ever seen attempted and pulled off on television. Uh, I live next to the train tracks. Forgot about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I went back and watched, like, a little bit, a couple minutes of one of those episodes. And it was just having, like, PTSD flashbacks. Seeing all these people's faces and remembering being in your basement for, like, three hours at a time. Just mainlining Degrassi. Yeah, it was a really masochistic activity. And it, and, it uh, remains that. Well, it's the television show that we deserve. I mean, I think that's really what you're trying to get at with this podcast. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, they really, really tackle these incredibly hot button issues. And it's it's not even necessarily offensive. It's just extremely uh, surface level, like examinations of. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, the word that I come back to every time with this show is empty. It's just every everything about it is just so incredibly right. empty, and especially and it, I mean they like like you said, and I think we talked about it like uh, it's this really empty show, and they just sort of cheaply use the most intensely dramatic things in such a cynical way in order to generate drama that they can't themselves. So you've seen every episode, and this is yeah. this generation of Degrassi is called Next Class. Yes, Degrassi right? Next Class. It's the uh, Netflix series that there have been three seasons so far and they're I think slated for a fourth which is the worst news that I got all yesterday yeah well it doesn't bode well for you that's for sure (laughs) no no it doesn't Um, I mean not only do I think it's insane that they I mean they're not even they're on Netflix there's no commercials it's created for Netflix right right I don't understand why the episodes are like 23 minutes long. Like, why not go the full half hour? It seems like they could actually really use that extra time to flesh out some of these storylines that they try to all just like pack in. But they'd have to Google so many more trending topics if they wanted to do an extra seven minutes. 
That's actually yeah, that's so true. They'd have to like read I mean, like the Wikipedia page for like nine different kinds of strife before they could do an And <laughs> 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 just to so you've seen every episode of Next Class. Yes, I watched uh, at your behest only the season finale of season one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the reunion episode that's like season two, episode five. Which is the season something else finale. Yeah, really incredible television. Uh, the season finale of season two, which we will definitely talk about. Yeah, and then the season premiere of season three. So I watched like four out of thirty episodes. Yeah, I mean, I I really do like feel like I get it. You know, they and I, I, yeah, I was watching those four last night because I have to be prepared, and also my brain is broken, and uh, yeah, it. I was like, wow, yeah, you get everything. Like, why? Which is just another example of how empty it is because it's like nothing matters except for what happens at the end. Because there's no growth, yeah. there's no character development. It's just like right. all of a sudden, like the worst thing happens eventually to these people. That's pretty pretty cynical. I was actually trying to figure out if, if I felt like that was like uniquely Canadian. Yeah. Or my knowledge about Canada is from Degrassi, Trailer Park Boys, and the NHL. Um, but I've watched a lot yeah. of all of those three things. So. Well, you also recommended I watch Yoga Hosers. Yeah, that's. <laughs> which I did do. That's it was not actually a the Canadian first movie though. That's a movie by an American who's obsessed with hockey in Canada. And I, I do just want to I do just want to point out that I watched Yoga Hosers like at 1 a.m. on January 1st. So it was literally how I brought in the new year this year. <laughs> and um, I'm building on that momentum and I watched a bunch of Degrassi and now I'm here. with So you. I guess that would be sort of like what you're talking about earlier with all the bad ideas of mine that you support it would be like watching <laughs> Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers, Entourage the movie oh you got me God. really excited about. And I was super let down by, oh but that, I mean, that was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. And so, again, this is I mean, like I guess, flagellation. This is self-flagellation. This is like, it's definitely, this is like yeah. Opus Day shit. Maybe this podcast is really about you and it's really about exploring why you do this to yourself and, you know, what your compulsion towards horrible media <laughs> is. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if we can I, get to the bottom of that in like 10 episodes, I'm going to be pretty, I'm going to call this a success. A good Good luck finding 10 guests to come on and talk about this. I mean, I'll yeah, come back. Yeah, you're coming back. I just got to find like three or four, and I got to do, you know, it's uh, we'll, we'll get there. Real quick, it might not have been the most uh, notable of the four, but season one, episode 10, the finale, is pretty amazing right. because it has a plot point that's as crazy to me as any, which is uh, Hunter... Hollingsworth Holland. Hunter brings Hollingsworth. the gun to the school dance and then like his brother finds out and it, they're able to like apprehend him before he kills everybody and nobody finds out that he brought the gun to school except for his brother no yeah and then he eventually his brother eventually tells their mom in the next episode oh, I didn't watch that one yeah she's and it's like okay yeah because he does something else he tries to like he's crashes his car on purpose his brother's like well i guess now i have to tell people that he brought a gun to school and had a list of people he's gonna kill with it right he was really the hero the kid who brought the gun to school who had as they call it a kill list 
that his brother yeah. discovered. Like, that's our hero. And that's who we're rooting for to, I guess, not to decide not to shoot up the school. And I guess the message was he's not a bad guy for planning to kill people and bringing a gun to school. He just has really bad yeah. anxiety. And uh, he just needed love. He just needed to hear his brother's voice on uh, the other end of the phone saying, you know, I love you. Which is just, uh, it's, this which, is like, this is the exact Degrassi thing. It's just like, you shouldn't have to use an averted, an avoided, whatever the word is, uh, school shooting in order to make your point about the importance of like hugging your brother. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I, I would be surprised if they go into these episodes, like trying to make a point. I literally just think it's like, well, uh, we haven't done a school shooting in like I don't know, 15 episodes. Let's uh, let's oh, give somebody man. a gun. Yeah, I'm curious what the writers' room is like. I definitely won't Google that, but I would it's love to. It's just like three like old people and like three teens that they have to listen to. Right. Maybe it's just all teens. Maybe it's by teens, for teens, of teens. Except for everybody except for the sense. actors playing the high school kids or teenagers. I you know, I was surprised and really excited to see in this generation of Degrassi that everyone's still pretty much ugly on the show. <laughs> They're Canadian. You know, no one's They're really Canadian. hot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah. That's the conclusion yeah, we're I gonna mean, draw. You know, there's there are no beautiful Canadians. <laughs> Yeah, except for Justin Trudeau, which is, you know. Yeah, he's he's cute. He's dreamy. Also, Justin Bieber. He's dreamy. Well, I think, you know, it comes back to that, you know, classic Degrassi philosophy that you have to, you know, be the evil that you want to see in the world. Like, that seems to always be one character's yeah. M.O. on the show. And in this case, it's Hunter Hollingsworth, who I assume is supposed to be a freshman, yeah, or he's, he's the youngest. He kind of, yeah, unclear. He's, he, yeah, he's he's little. He's a little boy. Yeah, he's a small man with some big and, ideas. Uh, he's probably thirty. Yeah, with he's some big 30. ideas. But I, I don't remember. I mean, he just seems like the evolution of that character from uh, the older generations who was driving yeah, to school in a hearse, hair. which was always yeah. one of the best devices. Who also dated like a very snortly looking girl with no jawline what was that word you just said a snortly looking girl with no jawline maybe that's a jewish descriptor yeah Uh, i like snortly yeah for all the listeners at home who can't see me i am jewish it's true i can see him it's true for all the listeners at home who can see him he's not jewish (laughs) but uh i'm gonna take a piss real quick but i'll be right back definitely do season two episode five which is a personal favorite of mine yes yeah well it's great to all the uh old degrassi heads uh so you get to you see get that to see guy's faves. spinner who uh, will show up for degrassi apparently until he dies but uh so so season two episode five is the yeah, reunion episode thought, so it's like you know they, they have all the old degrassi people coming in and they're doing some kind of like anniversary celebration for the school so the kid whose name is tristan milligan is all running around before he gets you know right into a bus crash that changes his life forever he's running around being president and like talking yeah. to former student presidents and in the midst of that there's this protest going on 
because this kid tiny got suspended at school for getting in a fight it's all just like these ideas yeah. of like it's like it's you described what humans were like to like an alien and you were like these are the kinds of problems that like kids have and they're like oh, okay i think i got it like it's maybe uniquely degrassian yeah, degrassian degrassian uh degrassian that's a <laughs> It's just, yeah. it's yeah. I mean, every single one. Like, if you have to, if you want to write for the show, you have to submit paperwork showing that you've had nine concussions in your life, and that it's that it's taken its toll. <laughs> and then you're allowed to write for Degrassi, and then you get a handbook with just like biggest problems in the world for dummies. Yeah, do you think the show Bible is like it contains none of the characters' history because it ultimately is irrelevant? Like at any given point, any character like now we can find be it and it's or exactly or incredibly depressed and you racked find the Bible by anxiety. Is exactly what I sent you with just pictures of their faces, the first Google image result, and then just like yeah, so this guy is like yeah, yeah, like a one cent. So the reunion show, which is maybe the most important episode of this generation of Degrassi, because they're bringing back all the old faves. So there's this big reunion happening at Degrassi, and it's all happening in the midst of a student protest, which starts as a sit-in but quickly becomes uh, a picketing outside the school. There's a very brief confrontation with police. Um, But they are protesting. Uh, Lola's boyfriend is, I, I guess, suspended for fighting because of this racist picture that somebody else drew. But it's unclear to me. I mean, maybe you know. It's unclear to me if he was actually in the wrong and deserted, deserved to be suspended. I mean, it, it all circles around the zero yeah, so tolerance it, uh, policy for it's fighting. It's actually insane, uh, believe it or not, what happened was that she was using – Lola was yeah. using whatever their app is called that's like Uber – or not Uber, Tinder. It's called Tinder, T-E-E – and der well that's got to be illegal i mean someone copyrighted that and then they like tracked that person down to their address and promptly arrested them <laughs> it's, and jailed yeah, them. it's 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 good um because it's both a pun and it sounds like borat saying tinder and so she was on tinder and she yeah. was um using it to get guys to bring her pizza and so this guy shows up and tiny's like what you can't go on tinder and get pizza and so this guy shows up and he's like got your pizza and she's like you're supposed to have it delivered and then the guy like refuses to leave and then tiny like punches him or no the guy punches tiny and then the principal comes out and is like you're suspended immediately zero tolerance this happens at someone's house or this happens at school no this is in front of this in front of the school like on the steps and then uh really bizarre after that yeah and then it's uh, another teen who shows yeah. up or it's an adult who's on team yeah it's like it's a teen it's a guy who looks like tiny he's like got the same like kind of mohawk thing with a different colored stripe right he's got like the same hair it's kind of weird they had they're like that guy looks like tiny too it's like but why did you why did he look like i don't know it doesn't matter yeah it's just stupid so yeah that's what happens then there's the big protest and uh well i wonder if pizza is supposed to be something that we uh that triggers us and we view as like you know adjacent to to the pizza gate scandal where pe- yeah. pizza is a code word for some sort of uh, like pedophilic sex. I, I didn't follow that all the way through, but um, I think what, you didn't follow Pizzagate all the way through. No, I didn't see it to its conclusion. And that's how I, you know, uh, maintain the belief that it is real. Yeah. 
it uh yeah no i mean it's definitely possible that the degrassi writers are all pizzagate people because they are extremely stupid and they do spend all of their time like learning about uh world events in the shallowest possible way right so. well i'm sure they saw that that was trending on facebook like pizzagate and they're like instead of reading about what that is let's make our own pizzagate and they're like all right so tinder and they they were not far off ultimately you know a swiping app where you are like exploiting like horny teens to like deliver pizza to degrassi high school i mean that's yeah no you're right they they pretty much reconstructed it so yeah <laughs> not sure yeah oh yeah also on that same on that same note um on that episode that dude spinner when he comes back and i guess his dad is the principal and spinner spinner goes but it's now his it's his stepdad in law cuz he married okay. the principal's Right. Stepdaughter. Okay. So it's his stepdad in law. So he's walking with the, the with his stepdad in law and he goes like, Whoa, like nothing's changed except everybody here is so much better looking. And this dude's like forty years old. Yeah. And then his stepdad in law, the principal, says, That's inappropriate for a number of reasons. And to make and to make it all okay, Spinner says, Hey, I meant you I meant you too, Dad. Yeah. So it's like, don't worry, Dad. I want to fuck you and the high schoolers, which is like kind of an insane, incredibly way to distorted uh, <laughs> view of reality and what a joke is and how two human beings relate to each other. Yeah, uh, is must be an incredibly concussed individual, or perhaps the writer has just explained what teenagehood was like to an alien, and then they yeah. came down to Ottawa and they started typing some of this stuff up. They, yeah, the aliens just like yes, sir. I'll get right down to Ottawa. I mean, I think we keep coming back to that because those are the two possible explanations: is you either have a bunch of right. former junior hockey players who skipped high school to go get concussions playing for like the Lake Erie Otters, and then you have, <laughs> or you have aliens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For all of its uh, social awareness and and like progress facing messages, or supposedly, you know progressive messages on the show like they really do have these lapses where i guess they're trying to be charming or a little funny or edgy and it just ends up uh going really poorly for them i mean when you when you have a character who's now like 30 years old on the show like probably 40 in real life saying he's going to fuck all these high school students and his stepdad (laughs) his former teacher and it's just like ah ha 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 I don't remember that character as being particularly horny. I, he was just incredibly troubled. I don't know. Yeah, and just yeah, just stupid. Yeah, no, I think it's um, I think it's true. Once once they try to be funny, then they like can't do both because it's like they can know, no they, longer be PC. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like they say it's like hardest, like the hardest thing to do in a new language is to learn how to tell jokes comfortably. Like if you're learning French or whatever, yeah. or Spanish, or if you're learning like the language of 21st century progressives, then and you aren't very good at it, then when you try to make a joke, <laughs> it's gonna go horribly. <laughs> Yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> it does feel like uh, it's not English as a second language. It's like uh, society, social interactions as a second language, yeah. or just like uh, humanity as a second language. Like, yeah, exactly. that, That's the people writing this show. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's like, 
Yeah, I mean, that's what's... It's just jarring. The The reunion episode is just, like, it, it's just so cringy. And, like, yeah. I, I guess, like, yeah. Because they're, they're shoehorning in all these characters that used to be on the show. And they're doing it with zero tact. Yeah, they've already There's, been shoehorning all day, and now they got yeah, shoehorn. They got to shoehorn some some new old guys into we'll like shoehorn some more. A show constructed out of like a pyramid of shoehorns. It's just yeah, shoehorns all the way down, you know. Yeah. So season two, episode ten, the season finale, of season two, and yeah. uh, <laughs> there's a, one of my favorite lines occurs in this episode where um, Zoe who's trying to hide the fact that she's gay, uh, is trying to hook up with Winston, who is her boyfriend, who previously... this Okay, this guy, Winston, season one, he was dating Frankie, and then she realized that she didn't like him at all, and so she She liked him. the bad boy. She yeah. liked the bad boy. Then he finds... He's the one who finds the kill list. Right. And then he, season two, like falls in love with Zoe, who is closeted. Right. And I don't think I don't know if he ever finds happiness, but it's just like, man, this guy takes a beating like these two like doomed relationships and finding the kill list. And he's a very minor character. Well, I was surprised at the restraint that they showed because he is Asian and yeah. he's like one of the only Asian characters on the show where it seems like every other like uh, minority is like represented in really inappropriate ways. But they don't call back to that at all. No, he's just a dude. He's just a dude. Yeah. Very, and he's really, really has bad luck with women. He's got horrible bad luck. This okay, yeah. So he's our he's our beta surrogate, I guess. <laughs> it's for you guys like you and me, for the betas out there. Yeah, for all my betas. Where for all my, <laughs> for all my beta Degrassi heads out there, Winston's for you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so while he's hooking up, all Winston, the guy who can't catch a break, is hooking up with his girlfriend Zoe. Right. She she does something and then she goes, "I'm sorry, that was a joke." And he says, "So is whatever this relationship is." And if you like break that sentence down, it's like she says, "This is a joke," and he says, "So is whatever this relationship is." So it's like he should have said, "So is this relationship." <laughs> right. And it's insane. So is whatever this relationship is. Yeah, it's like a Betsy DeVos tweet. <laughs> it's like five extra words and just like. None of them are like conjugated correctly. I just, I whenever he says that because I've watched this multiple times to prepare for my podcast. I just, yeah. I can't believe that. And the big thing going down in this episode is the big volleyball match. Yeah. Um, wherein racism is still at the surface, but right. The most important thing is that the don't don't uh, don't call it a boiling point, but. It's uh, certainly simmering. It's simmering. Yeah. But it's it's moving to the back burner in preparation for the Syrian thing in season three. That's yeah. uh, You can feel the, 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 the place shifting. Right. They're just going to throw some Syrians in yeah. for good measure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so there's the volleyball game, and the big thing there is that uh, the freaking bus crashes. But not with the volleyball players, with everyone who's taking a bus together to go support the women's yeah, volleyball Yeah, all the team. fans. So it's every character, basically, on the show, except for the nerds Yeah, and the volleyball players. But it's also specifically, like, you really have two tiers of characters in this 
generation of Degrassi. You have like your first tier main characters, and then you have your second tier main characters. Right. The second tier main characters are really just the love interests of the first tier characters. Preach. And so you have all of the second tier like mains on this bus, and they just end the season by just crashing the bus. And they show you a, a brief clip of it, and it's like basically on fire on the side of the road upside down. So the cliffhanger is like probably half of the show is dead, but specifically just like all of the most featured characters, like everyone that they had some sort of romantic entanglement with, with is now like in critical condition. Well, they, yeah, no, I mean, they, they, I should say they make it clear it's one character in critical. I miss that. I just assumed like they might all be it dead. Did, yeah, I mean that's like that's the way it looks. That's how they did it up. It's just like yeah, the bus exploded. It's like in The Simpsons. Like anytime like something like goes off the road, it just explodes immediately. And like that's like the the kind of accident that it looks like. Their bus just like right. blew up. Maybe that's what's holding Degrassi back. Is Simpsons did it? <laughs> and they're trying to trying to make it their they're own. They're trying to find an original plot point instead of succumbing to that. I would be surprised, honestly, if anyone who writes for Degrassi has ever seen an episode of The Simpsons. No, they probably started watching in, like, season 12. Yeah. And they're just like, wow, this show is really good. It's like, they okay. got season 23 on DVD. They're like, I get it. <laughs> None of them were allowed to go to the movie theater until they were, like, 18. You know, it's like yeah. one of those things. And even then, it was a church trip to see, like, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> it's the only movie they've ever seen is Passion of the Christ and the last 10 episodes of the last 10 seasons of the simpsons and that's how you and the edited for tv version of braveheart <laughs> i mean it seems like degrassi the writers are constantly trying to outdo something and i guess they're trying to outdo themselves or they're trying to outdo like previous generations and seasons like they're always trying to up the ante on the drama yeah. which is part of the reason but also not entirely the reason why they never earn any of the stakes that they create, right. you know? And it's just like, as I said, they just take the love interests of every major character on the show and they put them all on the same bus yeah. that they then go make crash, the bus gets you know? hit by a Predator drone on the way to the... Right. I mean, really, the most shocking part about that is like, oh, like, you guys just created this scenario where you could, like, severely injure like all of these like important pieces of your like ensemble right yeah i mean that's like the whole thing was just building up to like a car crash which is like the laziest plot right. device i mean like i i associate that mostly at this point with comedies where somebody just walks in the street and gets blown away by a bus and it's like right because it's like you know it's coming and it's always insane when it happens but it's like if that's what you got i guess that's their way of like it seems like they set out every episode they're like this is something that's kind of been talked about. We're going to put the Degrassi spin on it. Like, we've got to really subvert this in some way. And then instead of any form of, like, subversion, they literally just take it to an extreme that's really inappropriate. It's never earned. Yeah. You know, they just are like, what's – how can we make this more shocking? Yeah. And the only thing that they make more shocking is the fact that the writers thought this was a good idea or was somehow going to make yeah. sense. You know that uh, you've seen the Princess Bride, yeah. yeah. And there's the machine that they're using to torch that guy, and they just keep yeah. turning the knob to just give him more pain and take more years out of his life. That's all they have. 
It's just like, what should we yeah. do now? It's like, oh, well, let's hurt our characters. So worse. you're Wesley. Yeah. You're Wesley in this, in this <laughs> no, analogy. No, everybody's and Wesley. The Degrassi every writing. character <laughs> and every viewer is Wesley. And they just, that's when they're, when they're stuck, they're like, what should we do? Okay, let's hurt the characters worse. Yeah. But you know what? I, this is just occurring to me now. Maybe this is what actually does endear the audience to the characters on Degrassi is you're just watching these people. I mean, let's call them artists for the sake of this argument. You're watching these artists do their best to try to make it work, right. to try to make this material and content play. Yeah. Speaking of throwing down the gauntlet for your body, you've probably seen every episode of this generation of Degrassi twice, at least. Uh, that is correct. 